0: Hey, podcast listeners, just wanted to give you a quick heads up, a little intro before the actual video starts, or the podcast, I should say, audio version. Uh, I'm an idiot, and since I have a new dynamic mic, I forgot to set my audio settings to mono instead of studio, and y'all probably have no idea what that means. There's literally a horse walking by my window right now. New York City is an absolute fuckfest, what was I saying? So uh, when the actual audio starts, unfortunately, if you're listening via headphones, it will only come out of your left ear. I am very, 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 very sorry for this inconvenience. It will not happen again. I still love you and I hope you enjoy. Uh, You could watch via YouTube. It comes out of the desktop or laptop pretty clearly. I believe it should come out of your stereo clearly as well. So I apologize for that. What's cracking big dogs. Welcome back to another day in paradise. Another day in quarantine. We're here to pump out some content for you. Every Thursday, I'm throwing out an individual video of myself. Y'all have gotten a lot of bunk bed breakdowns with myself and Noah and Mike talking about Dynasty. Today is going to be some redraft action. We're doing a 12-team. Fantasy mock draft, no dynasty shits. I know we've done a lot of rookie, a lot of dynasty stuff, but this is redraft, focusing on next year. Twelve teams, super flex, half PPR. I know some of you guys still playing one quarterback leagues, and you say, "Hey, super flex, x xed out as soon as you said super flex." Guys, during the mock drafts, the analysis of the players is probably the most important part of it. How my team is made up and the players that I pick and where I pick quarterbacks is not really going to change things. There's still gonna be good player analysis for y'all, so stick around, stop yelling, tuck your shirts in. And let me invite the rest of the members in here. I'm going to fill this up with people in the Discord channel. We've put together a Discord channel. If you're unfamiliar with Discord, it's like the same thing as Slack. It's basically a messaging system or, uh, you know, a messaging platform where people that are interested in the same thing can create channels. So it's like specific channels that you talk in, right? And right now in the Big Dogs Overall Fantasy Discord server, we're talking about prospects, Devi leagues. We have Big Dogs Dynasty leagues that we're setting up. Like if you guys want to join paid leagues, $100, $50 or whatever, that's how that shit would happen just posted the link to the draft in the discord channel and this shit's about to fill up real quick i forgot to claim a spot Scott's in this bitch. Let's go. See, this is the type of engagement we get in the Discord channel. I post a link and five seconds later. That bitch fills. That shit is filled with like 750 people already. We're talking waiver wire. We're talking trade targets. We are talking mock draft centrals. Anytime you want a mock draft, literally go into the Discord and people are setting up mock drafts all day. I will link the Discord down below. I will link the Discord in the comment section. I'll pin it to the top. We even got a meme section for the most fire quarantine memes that we're seeing. I guess you can call those corn memes, right? Stop yelling. Tuck your shirts in. Let's hit the intro. All right, thirty seconds on the clock, Sayar Bore. My boy, Sarah Bohr. I don't know who that is. 30 seconds per pick. I believe it's about 13 rounds. Super flex. So two quarterbacks, two wide receivers, two running backs. I want to say two flexes. We're not doing any kickers or defenses right now. And I think it's only three or four bench spots. Because again, I mean, we're so early in the season that we're not really about to dive in deeper than the fucking Grand Canyon right now. We're just trying to have a little fun and keep uh, our ADPs top of mind. This is going to be a little interesting because Sleeper sleeper has last year's ADP on the rankings. So they have not updated for this year's ADP through mock drafts and stuff. So there's still a lot of players from last year that are high in terms of the rankings. So like Alvin Kamara went 102, but that was only because that guy probably timed out. So there's assholes in the Discord channel who join and take a spot and then don't even fucking come for the draft. This is the shit that makes me, you know what, Alex Munns, you're literally banned for the rest of the mock drafts. Never ever step foot in a big dogs mock draft ever again. Zach Martin gets Christian McCaffrey at the 104, which is absolutely ridiculous. I took the 107 just to give myself kind of an intermediate pick. So we have two quarterbacks go off the board in the top five, and that's no surprise in the super flex leagues Mahomes and Jackson. I think that's going to be an interesting conversation to have there. Which quarterback you want for redraft this year? I will be taking um lamar jackson let me make my pick real quick all right so we're at the 107 michael thomas just went off the board this is a little tough because the rankings again are from last year i like zeke at the 107 dalvin cook at the 107 is pretty beautiful as well there's no wide receivers i really michael thomas is in a tier by himself so if thomas is not available in the later half of the first round i'll probably be fading wide receivers unless i'm at the back back half of the first round so i'm deciding between zeke and dalvin cook i will go with dalvin cook I just think when he's on the field, he's too fucking good, and the the Vikings are going to be very run-heavy again. They're going to keep feeding him the ball. You know, Stefanski is gone. He is over in Cleveland now, but it's still Zimmer there in Minnesota. They're still going to be extremely run-heavy, and uh, Dalvin Cook is just an absolute animal anytime he steps on the field. The injury concerns, yes, yeah, they're there, but I'll take the ceiling of Dalvin Cook. Over Zeke, Zeke is probably the most solid bet to grab around 300 touches, but the problem with it... Problem with it is Mike McCarthy coming over, and they don't really throw to the running back. So his target numbers are going to dip. So I kind of like the ceiling of a guy like Dalvin Cook and half PPR better than Ezekiel Elliott. You could argue the floor players there. But again, uh, he probably wouldn't have been available there. Like, Dalvin Cook might have went at the 102 or Zeke or something. So, I might not have been able to get him. So, we've got a couple interesting picks. I also think the, at the 101, we saw Saquon go off. And I think that was an actual pick, not a timed out. So, that's another interesting argument to have C Mac or Saquon Barkley. I don't realistically think it's that big of an argument. I think I would probably go with C Mac. Um, Teddy Bridgewater coming in, the dump off God. I do think that. Bridgewater's getting unfair credit for him as a passer. I mean, you look at the Saints, man. The, the, their their team has been made up over the last three, four years to continue to throw non-deep passes. Michael Thomas had 100. This is probably the craziest stat I'll find all offseason, but Michael Thomas had 180 targets last year. Eight of, them, eight of them were deep targets. That's less than 4% of his targets were 20 yards down the field. This was not a Teddy Bridgewater thing. It was arguably, you know, look at Drew Brees. He doesn't throw the ball down the field either. Their offense is made to keep the quarterback on their feet. They understand they have a very small Super Bowl window left with Drew Brees. They don't want one of those years being gone because he's hurt. Keep him on his feet. Dump it off to the running backs. Dump it off short to the Michael Thomases. That is really it. So Teddy, I think he's going definitely going to be able to air it out a little bit more in Carolina, You know, under Matt Rule, new head coach from Baylor. Joe Brady, the LSU offensive coordinator. So I'm a big fan of, of what we're going to see in Carolina, but C-Mac, uh, no concerns at the 101. All right. So we've had a couple interesting picks in between there. Let's see. I'm uh, probably going to go with a wide receiver after I went with a running back. I, oh man. I love Joe Mixon this year. I like Aaron Jones, of course, too, but I, I, I kind of like the idea of having a, a rock solid RB one and then a rock solid wide receiver one. And I think I could do that with Dalvin Cook, Devontae Adams. Again, this is super flex, which is why you're seeing a lot of quarterbacks run off the board right now. After Dalvin Cook, we had Nick Chubb, which I don't hate. Um, I think I definitely wouldn't take him over Ezekiel Elliott, but I'm not going to argue against him being a first round pick. D-hop as a wide receiver too. That is something that I'm pretty vehemently against. I think anytime a wide receiver switches teams, it hurts his statistics in the first year. So we're going to, you know, I don't don't know if we're going to see him go in there and command 160 targets. It's very unlikely in my opinion. Kyler Murray, third quarterback off the board at the one ten in a super flex. I don't hate it. I mean, Kyler Murray's going to ball the fuck out this year. Second year in Cliff Kingsbury's offense, getting a piece like DeAndre Hopkins there. His floor is so high and his ceiling is his ceiling is fucking the roof. Chris Godwin went at one eleven, a little questionable in my opinion, given the fact that we have a new quarterback and we don't really know what that offense is going to look like with Tom Brady under it. Um, is the talent there for for a one eleven pick? Absolutely. Probably would have felt a little more comfortable if Jameis Winston was still there under center to take Godwin, my first rounder. But let's see. Scott. Oh, I forgot that the fucking rookies are still on the board. Scott goes with Dak and Deshaun Watson. I, uh, I, Watson's probably off my board where you're going to have to take him in super flex leagues. I just Houston is just a shit show. Watson. The over under for screaming matches that Watson and Bill O'Brien are going to get into are, I would say, 32. One for every half. Second quarter, when he's like, bro, stop running the fucking ball up the middle every time and let me pass it. And at the end of the game, when he doesn't know how to use clock management. So I would say two screaming matches per game between Watson and Bill O'Brien. Uh, just, it's not, it's just not a good situation. Joe Burrow going off right after him. Um, Joe Burrow is going to be in Cincinnati. That's it's a little high for me. I, I do think Joe Burrow's regardless of where he lands, it's going to be Cincinnati. But regardless of him being a rookie or whatever, he should have a very, very, very good rookie year Um, I don't know if he gives you that ceiling that you know you can get a guy like Russell Wilson who went much later in the second round as you could see by the draft board Um, so Joe Burrow there is a little risky in my opinion for a redraft league if this was a dynasty startup yeah I'd be fine with that in superflex. so Zeke goes off at 203 Travis Kelsey the first tight end and the only one so far 204 Tyree kill 205 and I went again with Devontae Adams I love the idea of stacking you know an elite RB1, elite wide receiver 1. It gives you a lot of flexibility to work around your team later on in drafts. If you just go with like value, best player available on the board, you put yourself in a tight hole because once you get to rounds four, five, six, that's when you should be able to look at best player available on the board. But if you go running back, running back, running back or something, you kind of put yourself in a situation where what if there's really good running back value in the fifth round and you want to grab a guy, but you already went with three, you don't have a wide receiver, you have to go there. So I like to mix a match in the beginning of drafts now. Um, it's a strategy that I've kind of just started to switch over in the last couple uh, years, but it's worked out pretty well. Mix in at 207s of Steel, Russell Wilson, Julio, <sighs> Josh Jacobs. Love that. At the at back half of the second round, should be a workhorse. I saw Vegas has him penciled in at about 1,650 yards, I want to say, for their over-under. I would take the under there. Derek Henry at 211s, very good value. So I would take Derrick Henry probably back half of the first round. At the end of the day, man, like as much as I hated on Derrick Henry, um, let me look at some players before I go nuts here. I'm probably going to take a rookie running back to be honest. Miles Sanders, so Odell, Juju, AJ Brown. Oh, I love Amari Cooper here too. It's tough with the rankings because anyone who like broke out last year is going to be all the way down here. So, oh Eckler would be a fucking smash pick down here. DeAndre Swift, Austin Eckler. I, I think those two are a very good uh, argument to be had against each other. I'd probably go with just because the clock is so fucking quick and uh, I don't have time to talk with you guys. This is why I'm saying like the when you're like, oh, quarterback, super flex league, let me get the fuck out of here. Like I don't want to listen to it. I don't even pay attention to the players I'm picking half the time because I'm talking to you guys for like an hour straight. So I went with Eckler there. Um over DeAndre Swift and right now I have DeAndre Swift over Jonathan Taylor in my rookie rankings and as of a couple of days ago again I checked on DraftKings and FanDuel, DeAndre Swift is still the first running back to be taken off the NFL draft, in the NFL draft according to you know Vegas and I want to pull up this um, tweet that I put out, uh, let me see So make sure you're following me on Twitter because I'm fucking throwing out gems like this, left, right center yeah, here's the, here's the thread. So I put out this chart. Um, let me see if I can minimize that for you guys to see it. Put out the chart the other day on Twitter. Uh, these are the first running backs off the board over the last nine NFL drafts. Let me just make sure my time, my pick is not up yet. There he goes, DeAndre Swift. Nice pick. Um, And I think once we have landing spots for these rookie backs, I would not be surprised at all to see Jonathan Taylor start to creep in the back half of the first round. DeAndre Swift around the same spot, probably early second round if he gets a good landing spot. So rookies are going to have a lot of value right now if you're drafting early on. So first rookie running backs off the board over the last nine NFL drafts. Jacobs, Barkley, Leonard Fournette, Ezekiel Elliott, Todd Gurley, Bishop Sankey, Gio Bernard, Trent Richardson, Mark Ingram. So Sankey and Gio, as you could see, they were the first running backs off the board in their respective years, but they went in the second round. So I looked at any picks going in the first round, because whoever is the first running back off the board this year is almost definitely going to be uh, a first round pick. So I wanted to see, you know, touches per game. If you're the first running back off the board in the first round, what kind of touch workload can you expect to get? Man, I'm falling behind quickly here, huh? Melvin Gordon. Ooh, ooh, fuck that. Not in Denver. So I need to grab a quarterback. Because, again, this is super flex, and I almost just fucked myself. There's some really good wide receivers still on the board. OBJ in the fourth round. Keenan Allen, Amari Cooper. Oh, man, the Amari Cooper sitting there is just too much value for me, I feel like. This is when you read the board because this guy doesn't have a quarterback yet, neither does he. So if I miss on one here, I'm probably – you know what? Fuck it. We're going to fade the quarterback position and see how the team works out. So I'm going to go with Amari Cooper. I absolutely fucking love him in the fourth round. So Dalvin Cook, Austin Eckler, RB1, RB2. Devontae Adams, Amari Cooper, wide receiver one, wide receiver two. And I want to apologize. If this is your first time watching me do a mock draft, if, you, if there's some of you guys that probably followed along every Friday throughout the summer I did a mock draft, and I just talk a mile a fucking minute. This is like my fourth coffee of the morning. And I start to bring up a point, and then I just go in 17 different places. It's very hard to, to host these mock drafts. I'll, I'll tell you what, because you're trying to pay attention to your team. You're trying to give value to you guys, talking about the picks you make, the picks other people make, while also bringing up fucking tweets and charts that I make. So if I'm all over the place because I do too much Adderall no it's because I um, try to get you as much value as I possibly can in, in a way that you guys can actually consume it that makes it understandable so again looking at first running backs off the board the ones that were drafted in the first round all average about 19 to 24 touches per game so if DeAndre Swift is the first running back off the board in the first round there's a good chance that whatever situation he goes into, even if he's not the full workhorse, he's probably going to get 19 to 20 touches. And uh, uh, back that talented with that type of receiving upside, he is so athletic and so smooth in every part of the game. That is where um, I would be very, 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 very happy to grab DeAndre Swift early on in drafts. And that's why I have him over Taylor, because the fact that right now is NFL... Um, NFL draft prop bets on on DK and FanDuel have him as the favorite to go off the board first. I do think there's a really good chance that Taylor goes first just because he's kind of like an iconic running back at this point. And he blew away the combine. So, all right. So I, I'm getting lucky right now. There's not a quarterback. There wasn't a quarterback run. So I decided to fade quarterback because I really, like Amari Cooper in the fourth round was just too much. I feel like, look at it this way. Mike McCarthy coming over, he is a pass first Offense guy, Kellen Moore with that pace last year, the Cowboys were the third fastest team in the NFL in terms of pace. Get Jason Garrett out of there; there's was no idea what the fuck he's doing. Combine that that they they threw the ball in fifty eight percent of their plays, which is still very low in the NFL. But if they can boost that to sixty one, sixty two, sixty three under Mike McCarthy, which is way still way conservative compared to what he did in Green Bay, Dak Pres- Prescott throwing for five thousand yards is definitely not out of the question. And Amari Cooper is obviously his his one so. Um, I think he has legit like Devontae Adams type breakout upside this year. Oh, man. So there's luckily I didn't they, they didn't go on a QB run. So I can grab a Jared Goff, a Tom Brady, a Kirk Cousins, um, even a Sam Darnold. If you're looking for a little bit of breakout action, Ryan Tannehill down here looks pretty fucking juicy. I'll be honest with you guys. I'll be honest, man. Um, Tom Brady's going to be my highest quarterback on this board right now. And me fading the position, getting 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. So quarterback 16 off the board. He's going to be inside my top 10 rankings. Like Tom Brady, I understand that a lot of people want to talk about how he doesn't have the long ball anymore and whatever, but he has not not been surrounded by a fucking offense like this, man. Bruce Arians is a passing guy. They have Mike Evans, they have Chris Godwin, they have OJ Howard. I'm assuming they're going to improve the offensive line through the draft, so I'm not worried about that. I mean, Tom, listen, bro, Like, the, you could say what you want about how shitty the offense was last year in New England and how bad Tom Brady looked, but he had nothing to work with. He had a banged-up Julian Edelman as his, alpha the entire season. He had nothing to go with. And think about the the game the one game he had Antonio Brown there. like He balled out. When he had Josh Gordon on the field, he was very good at passing the ball downfield. So give him some weapons to work with and I guarantee you Tom Brady still has it. I, I'm going to be really, really in on Tom Brady as a value in Superflex leagues. So we saw, I love Josh Allen here in the fourth round as a value. That's... I like what uh, Hugo's doing here, man. Kyler Murray, Josh Allen, Zeke, Mark Andrews. Tyler Lockett, I'm not necessarily high on. Uh, I think... That that probably becomes a, a real split at the wide receiver one position between Lockett and, and DK Metcalf this year, but um you could definitely do worse at the end of the fifth round. So I got my my quarterback one in Brady, and we actually saw both rookie quarterbacks go off the board before him. Joe Burrow, Tua, Tugluglowa, whatever the fuck his name is. Um so Cam Akers goes in the fifth. Yeah, pretty much. After the top rookies, like the top, you know, the Taylor and the DeAndre Swift, and arguably, <coughs> excuse me, Cam Akers and J.K. Dobbins. Like after the first two, uh, the other two, I feel like are who knows where they're gonna end up landing. So I'm not really about to pick them right now. I like I like what Scott's doing there. He's completely fading running back though. I wonder what his targets gonna be. I bet you I bet you targets like Damian Williams, maybe Darius Geis, Kareem Hunt. Those are some good zero RB targets. Oh, Devin Singletary is still on the board too. That's a nice little get. So I've got my quarter. I got my quarterback one. I should probably take my second quarterback and kind of shore up the position. Cause it is super flex. See what kind of tight end action we're working with this year. You know, I'm okay waiting on tight end again this year because the top three guys, the Kelsey, the Kittle, the Andrews are off the board. Zach Ertz is still there, but like, I don't know. I own Zach Ertz last year and I, every game, it felt like Dallas got our, got a little bit more and more and more involved. And, who knows if this is the year that Goddard really takes that leap to where they split snaps Ertz is going to be a big disappointment here. All right. Oh man. Someone took fucking Terry. They snipe me, but grabbing Zach Ertz here. I, I don't know because you have a lot of guys. Like I love Hayden Hurst. I love even like Jack Doyle with Eric Ebron out of Indian Phillip rivers there. Like I think there's a lot of value. Ian Thomas late round quarterbacks and stuff. So wide receivers T.Y. Hilton, Julian Edelman, Brandon cooks. Uh, shit. Ooh, I love me some Allen Robinson. I'm probably missing on someone really good. But um, I think Allen Robinson, I think Allen Robinson's is going to be inside my top 12 rankings. So to get him at 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. That's actually ridiculous. I got Allen Robinson at right of year 23. I'm pretty sure he finished last year as the wide receiver, maybe 12 or something. And, I, you know, bringing Nick Foles, he's not an exciting quarterback by any means, but he gives stability through the passing game. Like, he's, gonna, he's going to target Al Robinson way more than Mitch Trubisky did, and he's going to give stability to the, to the aerial attack at, at a much higher level than, um, than Mitch Trubisky was able to. So I actually really like that move for, for A-Rob. So my team so far, running back one, Dalvin Cook, running back two, Austin Eckler. I debated going with DeAndre Swift over Austin Eckler there. But I figure they could end up playing a, a very similar role in the NFL, and we've already seen Austin Eckler do it, and he just got that contract, and he's in a good position to do it again. So why not just go with the sure thing right now? Um, so we have Dalvin Cook, Austin Eckler, wide receivers, Adams, Amari Cooper, Allen Robinson. Ooh, I love that. Tom Brady is a quarterback. We're not seeing any quarterback runs, man. So this is – I was lucky. I was able to kind of wait on, um, on quarterback. A lot of the times, like when you're in these positions, especially with Superflex, and you risk it, it can go really fucking poorly for you. Like if me fading the quarterback here, there could have been like four more quarterbacks taken off the board. Um, and then I would have been put in a really bad spot, which is why you got to look at the draft board and see like, you know, someone who already took two quarterbacks right here is not going to take a third or fourth in the third or fourth round. So, um, I don't know. I don't know. Let's see what else we got here. Uh, I guess I'll just star guys that I like. I mean, I don't hate T.Y. in the seventh round. Robert Woods down here. I will not be touching A.J. Green for any of you guys that might ask. Christian Kirk, C.D. Lamb, if he ends up in Oakland, I won't hate that. Love me some Deontay Johnstein. Ew, it's ugly down here. Oh, D.K. Metcalf is all the way fucking down here. No one's going to take him. So this is the problem, obviously, with sleeper now. But as uh, eventually, I'm sure they'll put up the correct ADP, and then we can, um, and then we could keep doing mock drafts that are a little bit more and more relevant. Love Marquise Brown, love Debo Samuel down here. Oh, Devontae Parker, yeah. No one's going this far down, so I'm gonna end up with a stack team because no one knows what the fuck is going on down here. Uh, let's see, running backs. One Freeman, David Montgomery, Sonny Michelle, Philip Lindsay, James White, Kevin Coleman, Tyreek. I hate guys, but they're clearly not in favor of a workhorse role for him because they just keep signing people. I don't hate Darrell Henderson all the way down here. He was a guy – get a lot, I'm actually getting a lot of questions about Darrell Henderson now that Todd Gurley is in Atlanta. Um, oh, nice. Okay, so I'm going to probably go with Devin Singletary here unless I see someone. someone take Kenyon Drake already really early. Okay, well, this is probably obviously not realistic because I don't know where Kenyon Drake is. Where the fuck is he on this? He had to have been taken, right? Oh, no. Oh, no, it wasn't my pick. Never mind. (laughs) I was like, don't auto-pick for me, you cunt. I need me some Singletary. All right, so... uh, Singletary is interesting. They're going to add another back, but... But what's going to happen is... it's not going to affect singletary's workload because singletary is not going to be he was never they were never planning to give him 22 to 25 touches a game but singletary on 18 touches a game is like an aaron jones he has the aaron jones type upside that offense is going to be humming this year they gave josh allen all the weapons they have another year of continuity with the offensive line which they brought in six new pieces last offseason and the other thing too is like um we need to look at like goal line carries because Singletary obviously wasn't scoring many touchdowns, but like they were really using Frank Gore there in Buffalo and it was a problem for Singletary. So he had 11 carries inside the five yard line, only converted two of them, which was like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. 10, 11, 12. So he was top 12 in the NFL in terms of goal line carries. And I would assume most of those are going to end up going to uh, most of those are going to end up going to. Devin Singletary obviously Josh Allen will take a piece of that but like his touchdown upside is is way higher this year with Gore out of the out of the system I do think they will end up getting a rookie running back and kind of pairing it with him um, to take some of that workload away but that's why it's it's kind of become difficult in today's NFL to gather a correct floor and ceiling projection for running backs because of guys like Aaron Jones where for a long time, you could just say, you know, what? this guy's a work. This guy's going to get eighty percent of the snaps. So of course, I'm just straight up going to go. You know, volume is king. I'm going to draft a guy who's going to get eighty percent of the snaps over a guy who's going to get twenty uh, percent of the snaps or sixty uh, percent of the snaps. I'm sorry, um, it's as simple as that. But nowadays, you can't just do that because you have guys that you can clearly project that are only going to get sixty percent of the snaps, sixty to sixty-five, like an Aaron Jones, maybe like a Devin Singletary. But their upside for fantasy is still very high because they're really efficient. They're really involved in the passing game. So it's like we need to keep a more open mind and uh, keep the the range of outcomes, the spectrum of how a player might turn out to be a little bit wider than in previous years because we're seeing so many teams deploy running back by committees. All right, let's talk about some tight ends. O.J. Howard definitely ranked way too high. Again, this is last year's ADP, so that makes sense that he's up there, but I'm not – uh, O.J. Howard, I think it would be foolish for you to assume that he's just going to pop off with uh, with Tom Brady there. So I'll probably keep waiting on tight end because they're just – it's it's actually semi-deep because we have the guys like Jonah Smith, Ian Thomas who are all going to be like late-round guys. Dallas Goddard will probably finish the tight end two even though he's running uh, tight end two – or tight end one even though he's running tight end two type um, snap routes, snap count route, treat, chop, beep, bop. All right, so I'm going to need to grab a quarterback – and Kirk Cousins, Matt Stafford. Straight up, I'd rather have Stafford, but I'll tell you what, that back injury really ma- – oh, Ryan Tannehill still on the board. Let's go. Okay, so I'll, I'll go Tom Brady, Ryan Tannehill as my quarterback one, quarterback two. And I could probably get a third one. Even like Gardner Minshew is a decent fantasy option, especially in Superflex as your quarterback three. That's fantastic. So I could probably wait next round on it because we have, you know, the Philip Riverses and whatever. And the the third quarterback is not a guy that you're going to be starting all the time. Obviously, he's just kind of a bench or backup in case something goes wrong with one of the first two. But you always want to have at least three quarterbacks on your team in Superflex, which is not always physically possible because 12 teams in fantasy, Superflex, each person needs to have two starting quarterbacks. So that's 24 off the board, which leaves eight remaining starting quarterbacks in the NFL because there are 32 teams, which means four teams won't have a third quarterback. Um, So it's very important to make sure that you leave the draft with three quarterbacks. You do not want to leave with two quarterbacks. I'll tell you that. Put yourself in a very vulnerable position. So quarterbacks, Brady, Tannehill. Running backs, Cook, Eckler, Devin Singletary, wide receivers, Devontae Adams, Amari Cooper, Allen Robinson. Jesus Christ, I love this fucking team. (sighs) Haven't picked a tight end yet. Again, um, OJ Howard with Brady. Evan Ingram, if he could stay healthy. Darren Waller. I know everyone's like just keep shying away from Darren Waller. Like, ah, there's no way that he's going to blah, 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 move. Um... You know, no way he's going to do anything like last year. I just feel like he's just a very good fucking tight end. I just feel like he's a good player, and he's good enough that I feel comfortable with him in my tight in my tight end uh, spot in fantasy. And it goes to the point of like Derrick Henry. Uh, I was on a, a podcast on on the Roto Curve podcast last night with Adam Pfeiffer, which is uh, I linked on Twitter. If you want to go listen to that, we talked about all like free agency recap shit, um, and. I talked about Derrick Henry and basically he was like, Where where would you target Derrick Henry in PPR leagues? And most people, as soon as they hear like PPR, they're like, oh no, I don't want Derrick Henry anymore because he doesn't catch passes. At the end of the day, you want guys who are just good your first one, two, three picks, your first three picks, you just want guys that are really good for your fantasy football team, right? And Derrick Henry is that he he presents the highest floor of basically anyone in fantasy football. And at the end of the day, like even if it's PPR, he's still going to be probably leading the league in rushing, and he's still going to be a good player for your fantasy football team. So if you can get him in the second round in a PPR league, like he's still a very good pick. You just want good fantasy football players on your team. You don't. A lot of the times, people just look too far into the numbers and they psych themselves out of just building around good players on their fantasy football team. That's all I gotta say. So we're seeing a little bit of a tight end run now. Ebron, Evan Ingram, Darren Waller. Wow, Ebron before. Zach Martin going with a double tight end action. Interesting. Oh wow, that came back to me very quickly. Um so even Austin Hooper here, I don't hate considering it's three, four, five, six, seven, eight. He'd be the tight end nine right now. Ian Thomas. I could get risky and wait one more round, but I probably won't, even though a fan's down there. I'll probably get one more starting quarterback right here. Nick Foles for Chicago, Marcus Mariota, Jacoby Brissett. I'm probably going to grab Minshew here, man. I really like um, the floor upside that Minshew kind of brings to Jacksonville. Now he's obviously the clear starter with Nick Foles in Chicago. Sneaky, sneaky, sneaky move is Jay Gruden coming over as the offensive coordinator. Now he's been the head coach in Washington for a long time, last four years or whatever. A lot of times you see very successful on offensive coordinators like Gruden go to become head coach, and I don't think it was really his fault in Washington because the connect, the disconnection between the front office and the coaching staff and the players and shit was just probably the worst in the NFL. So he he probably did not really get to run the team the way he wanted to. But when these coaches that have successful coordinator stints then go over to head coaching and have unsuccessful ones, they end up moving back to um, – coordinator positions and being really good again I think that's what we're going to see with Jay Gruden in Jacksonville and I love I I think he's going to be able to you know bolster Minshew into a real NFL starting quarterback and I love what we might get from DJ Chark who is I believe still on the board because he's probably so fucking far down and no one even knows yeah oh no he's not what the fuck who took Chark who done it to me where did he go this is really hard to pay attention to. There's no way. Did they just not have him added in here? Am I missing something? Oh, no. Chark went there. Chark went in the sixth round. Okay. See, like this. I also, the other thing I I, I really think is a smart thing to do in super flex drafts is like you see Brashad Perriman going off the board. And I I really have no problem with that. But if you can grab another quarterback, like you can grab a legit starting quarterback like a Big Ben or Phillip Rivers, even though, you know, you have no plans on actually starting them and they're probably going to be useless in Superflex. The, the thing about it is when you leave a draft, Sony Michelle, like these starting quarterbacks are going to have so much more trade value in a Superflex league than any of the guys that have gone in the last round. So there are going to be teams. Let me just make my pick right quick. Yeah, this is where I'll go with Darrell Henderson. Um... There are going to be—oh, shit, I should have won the tight end, huh? There are going to be teams that leave the draft now, that faded quarterback, right? Um, Kirk Cousins, this guy only has one. Most of the teams will have two, obviously, because the math adds up. But here's what's going to happen. Like, we've seen a significant amount of injuries to the quarterback position over the last couple of years. If one of these teams with two in quarterbacks—you know, obviously this is just a mock draft, but if one of these teams with two quarterbacks starts the year and one of their quarterbacks is either a colossal bust or one of them gets hurt— like, they're in, they're in the market for a quarterback immediately. And, you need like, Superflex people fucking hurry. They're, like, mid-coronavirus trying to – they just ran out of toilet paper. You need that shit, and you will pay a premium for it because you can't be playing half your season with a wide receiver in your quarterback two-slide. It puts you at a ridiculously bad disadvantage. So, as soon as something happens to a quarterback two, people go out into the trade market. And if you're someone with three or four starting quarterbacks, like, you'll be able to get a real piece. So, I always say, like, if you're on the fence about, like, Taking a player that's like, eh, you know, you don't really know if they're gonna play well this year. Like like, you know, Julian Edelman without Brady, eh, I'd rather just take a starting quarter. I'd rather take Phillip Rivers because the trade value is gonna be real real ridiculously high. Um, Darrell Henderson. I took him with the tenth round pick. Um, so we could talk about him. I, I I think I tried to get into him about four rounds ago and then I just fucking went on a different skeet skirt, as I always do. The the problem with um Darrell Henderson is this, like Coming out of college as a prospect, he obviously his numbers were crazy and his film looked good because he's so fucking fast, but I didn't like him as a prospect. I thought he ran very straight up. He had very good long speed, but he ran very – he reminded me of Tevin Coleman. That was my comp for him. And what I said was, like, in college, he his offensive line was absolutely dominant. And when you're playing against teams that are non-Power 5 and you have real NFL speed like Terrell Henderson has, as soon as you, you have a dominant offensive line, gives you holes against – Non-Power 5 defenses where the other players don't have real NFL speed, that's how Darrell Henderson racks up 2,000 yards, right? That's that's how that shit happens. So with Darrell Henderson, let me just make my pick right quick. Uh, I like Jack Doyle. I like Hayden Hurst here. Do I have any players on either of those teams? I'll probably diversify if I need to. I'll go with Hayden Hurst just because I think we're pretty much guaranteed him being the starter. And uh, I just, I think the passing offense is much more likely to be around 65%. And Indies is probably going to be hovering around like 58 to 60% there. I just trust the passing offense in Atlanta more, not from a real life perspective, but from fantasy and in terms of volume Um, Hayden Hurst and, and Mark Andrews are, I mean, Hayden Hurst and Austin Hooper are almost like the same player when it comes to, let me see this. I'll pull up their athletic profiles for you. 6'4", 254. Oops, I'm the wrong way, sorry. 6'5", 250. Look at the speed. Look at the athletics on the right side. Like They are so identical in terms of like, what they bring to the field as athletes and as players. Uh, so I, I see Hayden Hurst just filling right into that, into that spot where Austin Hooper kind of left the void. So I love Hayden Hurst as a late-round guy. I'm happy starting him as the one. If you want to, you know, grab a backup to him, I think Jack Doyle, again, is, is a very good option. I think there are guys like Goddard is fine as your tight end, too. Ian Thomas has very high breakout potential, even though they, they did add Robbie Anderson. And they have a lot of pieces there, so it might be hard to get consistent volume. Let's not forget about TJ Hawkinson, who was the number eight overall fucking pick last year. Tyler Higbee had a breakout. Um, that's probably the end of the list of people I like. Even Jared Cook there, is he? I don't even know if he's fucking playing again this year or if he retired. That's how unprepared I am for this shit. Um, so I have most of my team, but Darrell Henderson, right? He runs very straight up. And basically in my write-up, I remember in the Rookie Dynasty guide write-up I did last year for him, I was like, hey, he's like Tevin Coleman, so he's going to need to go to a team that has a dominant offensive line that opens up holes so he could burst through them. And I was like, if he goes to the Rams, it would be perfect. And then he landed on the Rams. And I was like, holy shit. Perfect storm is happening, but the Rams' offensive line ended up sucking, so it didn't work. So I'm nervous about Darrell Henderson. If he does not have a, a really dominant offensive line that opens up big holes, he's not going to be good. But that being said, the opportunity for him to get 18 touches a game is fantastic. It's there, it's very real possibility. They drafted him in the third round last year, and to get him in the 10th round, I'm more than okay with that. So right now, I'm about to probably fucking time out, so dis- disregard this pick. I don't know why I took Anthony Miller when I have Allen Robinson, but um Dalvin Cook Austin Eckler Devin Singletary Darrell Henderson as my running backs Devonta Adams Amari Cooper Allen Robinson Anthony Miller as my wide receivers Tom Brady Ryan Tannehill Gardner Minshew as my quarterbacks and I have Hayden Hurst as my tight end I'd probably grab another tight end just because that's obviously my weakest position but the rest of the I love the rest of this team seem as fucking fire also since this is almost coming to an end uh, I would very much appreciate it if y'all hit the thumbs up button. If you're enjoying it, if you found some value from it, if you are new to the channel, you can subscribe. We're putting out shit like this literally for the next six months, praying that the NFL season is not canceled. And uh, I know y'all are bored. I know y'all need fucking things to do and things to watch other than Netflix and HBO Go and Showtime and blah, 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 blah. There's a new show on FX called Debs. It's fucking fantastic, by the way. Ron Swanson's in it. He's like a diabolical tech CEO. It's like Elon Musk. If Elon Musk was a fucking asshole, that's Ron Swanson. And I can't imagine that. I, I can't believe that he's like playing a weird role like that. But it's really fucking good. So if you need a show, do that. They're in the middle of the season. I think there are five episodes in. So check that out. Um, make sure, again, you subscribe to the channel. Hit that thumbs up button if you are new. And we have the Rookie Dynasty Guide launching in four days. The first edition of it is launching in the four days. And we will update it after the NFL draft, whenever that happens. You can get that literally for $10. You get the Rookie Dynasty kit, which has all of our rankings for full Dynasty startups, Superflex, rookie drafts, write-ups on every rookie prospect, and like 15 exclusive articles and mock drafts that won't be going up on YouTube or anywhere. Plus the season-long guide, which has my top sleepers, busts, must-draft players, all the rankings, of course. Like It's so much fucking value packed into one, and because Monkey Knife Fight is sponsoring this year's draft guide, you get both fucking draft guides for $10. They, they were at a $50 price point last year, but you get them for $10 if you go to BigDogsDraftGuide.com, BigDogsDraftGuide.com, slash MKF, 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 BigDogsDraftGuide.com, slash, forward slash, MKF. Oh, fuck, I'm on the clock again. Eh. Um, I like Renfro down there. I really do. I like him this year. I don't know why. Uh, I'll, I'll go with a second tight end here, just to kind of shore up that position. One of the one of those two will have a good year: Hayden Hurst or Ian Thomas. So I'm done drafting for right now because again, we're not doing defense kicker, and I'm not going to take up like 17 bench spots for you guys. So this is the full draft board. If you guys want to see it, uh, I believe I could actually put the link to this final draft board. As a URL. So I will put the link to this draft board in the comment section or in the description. So if you actually want to take a look at it afterwards and kind of maneuver around and see what's up, go do that. We're actually what we're also doing is because in the discord, we have a lot of leagues being set up a lot of dynasty leagues being set up, we're going to be taking their their money, their money draft. So people are obviously taking it seriously. We're going to be taking the draft picks from inside the startup drafts and creating our own ADP. So it's very hard to find real good dynasty ADP data online that isn't behind a paywall. So we're going to be taking all the BDGE discord leagues that start up and we're going to be manually figuring out all the ADPs of all the players. So that is fucking super valuable for you all. So make sure that you are in the discord channel. Again, we'll be linked down below. Join the discord server. Go cop the draft guide, bigdogdraftguide.com slash mkf. Subscribe to the channel if y'all are new. We'll be doing mock drafts probably once a week when things start ramping up, as well as a ton of other individual videos that we put out on the daily. And hit that thumbs up button if you enjoyed. And I love you guys for sticking around this long. I hope uh, everyone's doing okay, staying safe, staying quarantined, and uh, we'll get through this together, y'all, one way or another. I'm pretty sure I have a coronavirus, to be honest.